0: My newsmaker on Democracy Live! this evening is Sam Petroda, somebody we know as an advisor to the Congress party from the time of Rajiv Gandhi, he's also a member of the party's manifesto committee, besides being the head of the overseas Congress. And he's also someone who's found himself in the headlines over the weekend, with the Prime Minister directly targeting him for his comments on Pulwama and Balakot. To talk about the challenge of 2019, where the Congress is headed, what is the opposition narrative to take on the Modi factor, we're joined here in the studio by Mr. Petroda. Welcome to Democracy Live! Let me, start, let me start by asking you uh, whether you feel that you sort of put your foot in it, uh, whether you feel that those comments that you made, not just on Balakot uh, airstrike and uh, the Pulwama attack, but also on the Mumbai terror attacks of 2611 that many people uh, thought you were trivializing the scale and the depth of the attack. Do you regret those? Do you feel you handed over an advantage, a talking point to the BJP immediately?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I have said everything that has to be said about the interview. It's all in public domain. But I was flabbergasted. Why? By the fact that Prime Minister of the country had to tweet four times. Head of the party has to call a press conference. Cabinet ministers had to intervene. I just don't get it. That 40-minute interview is already available on YouTube and other public spaces. Just have a look at it.
0: Mm.
1: I would have a question for Prime Minister. Have you seen the video? Just look at it. This is your question for Prime Minister Modi? Absolutely. Have you seen the video? Please have a look at it. And after having looked at it, if you find anything in the tape, anything, that in public eye is not acceptable, it is respectful, I am willing to apologize. But if it is not, then I want to challenge you. Do you want to debate with me on public channel? I'm available.
0: Do you regret regret any of your choice of words? You know what happens sometimes, Sam, is that you're trying to convey something else, maybe you choose the wrong words. So, for example, when you say eight people came into Mumbai, this happens all the time, you were seen to trivialize an act of war.
1: No, I'm saying it happens in the world all over. Look what happened in New Zealand. Look what happens in US every day. I was not talking about India. I'm talking about the world. It is unfortunate. I don't buy that. I don't like it. Even if one person is killed, it hurts me as a human being. Okay. But the world we have created today is full of these kinds of things, because of the gun laws in other countries, because of all kinds of hatred. We are creating that as a society. I'm not trivializing that. I come from Gandhian values. I was brought up in a small little tribal village in Orissa. Right in front of our house there was a Muslim family. On the left hand side there was Marwari family, Sikh family, Oriya family. We all lived in comfort. We all loved each other. We all ate with each other. No one ever thought that this is different. I was taught right from childhood, I was born in 1942, that the real things in life relate to Gandhian values, truth. Trust, love, inclusion, democracy, freedom, nonviolence.
0: But can pacifism be the response to a country whose deep state has for decades, has for decades, uh, you know, basically patronized terror groups? You, you know, you advised Rajiv, his mother... Indira Gandhi was perhaps the fiercest nationalist. She carved Bangladesh. See, that she carved response. Bangladesh out of Pakistan. Today, to hear you talk about pacifism in response no, to state-sponsored terrorism, talk
1: about, I did not talk about pacifism. I said that is the job of the government. Yes. Not my job. If one government decided to do one thing, another government decided to do something else. I'm okay. I'm perfectly okay with it, because that is the decision of the government. It's not my decision. So, I don't understand where the question comes from. But I think it's better if we leave this behind. We have a lot more to talk going forward. And
0: I'll move on to that in just a moment. But stepping back, I want to ask you, the reason that this has become such a big issue, because you said you're flabbergasted. One of the reasons is that the BJP today owns the, for lack of a better word, the nationalism space. And perhaps the Congress has grievously sort of miscalculated in ceding that space entirely to the right wing. And the criticism becomes a political criticism. That Sam Petroda, if you were a private citizen, you have the right to your views. But when you speak as someone who seemed to be a very close aide of the Gandhi families...
1: I spoke as a
0: private citizen. But you are a member of the Congress Manifesto Committee. You are, You are an aide of, uh, you know, an advisor to not just Rahul, you were an advisor to his father. You, what you say has weight in the party. Does it? help the bjp score a political advantage
1: i don't think so i think these are all small little things in life the real challenge is what is going on in the country today real challenge is jobs demonetization gst farmer distress women's security economic prosperity these are the real challenges why are we trying to deflect from the real problems.
0: So, let's talk about some of those issues. Absolutely. And the reason that you are calling it a deflection, but the BJP very clearly is going to perhaps run a campaign on national security. So, the Congress will have to figure out, or the opposition will have to figure out some response. But if I were to ask you the centrality of the opposition narrative, because politics is all about messaging, you know this more than anyone else, what is at the heart of the Congress narrative?
1: It is still evolving and you will see in our manifesto lot more about our narrative, Congress party narrative, which is going to be released soon. But I think the real challenge today is to see what kind of India we have and what kind of an India we want to build. Today's India, to me, is driven by a bunch of media That has not been very responsible, according to me.
0: But the media may not be responsible, but it doesn't run the country. When you say the country, it's driven by media. But they promote messages. Okay, people listen to it. Hmm. Okay,
1: it's unfortunate that media, not all media, some media, has not been very honest, sincere. They are driven by short-term gains. Okay. In that environment, we need to see what is real India today. Is real India today based on truth or lies? Trust or mistrust? Love or hate? Is real India today in fear? Are people in fear of jobs? Are people in fear of security? Are people in fear of future? Hmm. If that's the India today, is that what we want? Do we want to really divide India in terms of Different people, different groups, different... I mean, when you tell what I should eat and I should not
0: eat, it bothers me. But, you know, one of the criticisms... You know, you obviously speak as a liberal or a libertarian. That's, that's what I'm able to understand from listening to you. The Congress Party doesn't always do that. The Congress Party finds itself hemmed in by political compulsions, by its own vote-back calculations. Even on beef politics, the Congress has not taken a very that's li- a okay. liberal
1: position. But that's, a, that's politics. I'm talking about the state of the country. I'm not talking about politics right now. I'm talking about what is the state of the country.
0: Describe it in one sentence. In your we are, right opinion. We are
1: living in state of fear. We are living in democracy that is in danger. We are living in uh, sort of a situation where there isn't much hope for jobs, security, prosperity, future. Okay? That is the state of India today. Is that the India I want or the India of the future? That I want, where democracy would be
0: thriving. But you need a political counter. If you believe the Modi government has created an environment of fear, the only way to counter them is, is politics. We are a democracy. First you all, have to... I must say that I am not a politician. You are not a politician. I am not a politician. politician. You are a member of the Congress Manifesto so Committee. What? How can you be apolitical? You have no, made a political choice. No, but that's a different thing. You are not speaking, you are not a private, no, no, you are no, not no. only a private citizen. No, what I am saying, that not two different things. In politics, I could be a
1: professional. I'm not contesting for any political office.
0: So you see yourself as a, to borrow more contemporary example than, uh, you know, you... I'm a professional. You see yourself as a Nillikani type figure? A technocrat? Do you see yourself as a technocrat? You decide that. I've been I'm have been. I asking you.
1: I've been there before For Milikani. me, you're, for me, you're been... a
0: political figure as well. I'm not saying that's all you Fine. are, but you are that's in your, politics. That's your privilege. You're in politics. You're helping the Congress party to draft its manifesto.
1: It all depends on what you call politics. Okay. I am a technocrat. I've been always a technocrat. Okay, that's my core strength. And I want to see better India. And I want to see India that founding fathers had dreamed of. I want to see India that I grew up with in terms of the idea of India, which is really embedded in the concept of inclusion.
0: But do you think that when you talk about inclusion, the Congress will have to take its share of responsibility, having governed India for so long, of the principles of secularism being corroded. Uh, you know, you knew Rajiv well. Rajiv was criticized for the Shabano bill. He was in, 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 in many parts, moments of his political tenure, taking decisions that you may not have associated with him. Politics does convert people. Politics does create moments where people act out of character or against their grain and then regret it, and that de- comes to define them. My question to you is, what would you advise Rahul Gandhi I do not to do today I in do terms not. of messaging?
1: I do not advise on political issues. You must remember that.
0: What do you advise him on?
1: I don't advise him on anything except I do what my, you know, conscious tells me to do and what I think needs to be done.
0: What needs to be done?
1: Let's get to that. I want to really focus on creating more jobs. I want to really make sure that technology really benefits a lot of our young people, improves our productivity, efficiency, reduces cost, makes us more competitive in the world market, creates real opportunities for people of India. I want to really focus on how we can bring innovations. And that's what I did during Manmohan Singh's time. In Manmohan Singh's time, I was chairman of the Knowledge Commission. I was chairman of the Innovation Council. I worked on all the Digital India, including with Nandan on UID, on Knowledge Network. That's what I do.
0: But you know, let me remind you of that time because you mentioned the Knowledge Commission and I remember uh, hmm. The conflict, I would say, between Sam Petroda the politician, and Sam Petroda the technocrat. You remember there was a huge furor over quotas in higher education. That's okay. And you had people quitting. And that's you okay. personally, I think, were not in favor of those caste-based that's quotas. That's but that's okay. That's perfectly How okay. do you make peace with what you believe is an individual no, and what no, your pa- what the party's
1: support has to believe? Yeah, The point is, you don't need exclusive 100% support. Okay. You have to be a team player. Hmm. Okay, it is not my way or highway. That's not how life works. Life works with compromises, where you compromise, where you not compromise. You may not agree with my compromise, but that's my compromise. I have the choice to make compromise.
0: So if there were to be a non uh, bjp government, do we see somebody like you come back and be part of government again? I'm too old.
1: You're too old? You know how old I am? I have no idea. Take a guess.
0: Seven, well, I should do the math quickly because you told me you were born I'm 77. in 42, I was going to say 75 but close enough. I am yeah.
1: 77 year old mm. and I don't need anything. I don't need to be anybody. I am happy doing what I do. I am content. I have a great family. I have wonderful children. I have enough to live So what makes, brings you to
0: India in political season? Idea of India.
1: I believe the idea of India is being challenged. I believe the future of India is at stake. I be, believe this election is going to be the, one of the most important elections in the history of India, the modern India.
0: Is this election a do-or-die battle for, for the for Congress? For people of India.
1: For people for the of Congress? India. For people of India. Let's start with that. Then comes Congress. This is a do-or-die election for the people of India. The destiny of this country would be decided based on what kind of government comes to power. And it worries me. Okay, I don't want to see conflicts in communities. I don't want to be identified as this or that. I don't want somebody to tell me what I should eat and not eat. As a young boy, I don't want somebody to beat me up because I gave on Valentine's Day a flower to somebody. Come on, give me a break. That's not the India we want. That's
0: why I'm more concerned. And yet there is a perception building up that that, that Rahul Gandhi may be, has decided that 2019 is not his to fight and lose or fight and win. And he's aiming for 2024. The Congress is dragging its feet on alliances. We don't have the centrality of a message. Priyanka has entered politics, but perhaps entered it awkwardly timed just a month, two months before elections. She could have done this a year earlier. She could have done it right after the elections. There seems to be an element of confusion in whether the Congress really wants to ferociously fight for this election. I
1: must tell you that your perception is wrong. Rahul Gandhi is totally committed to winning this election. I believe we will win this election. You're not just saying that because it's what parties say before results. I believe people of India realizes what has happened. Promises have not been made, made. It is hollow. Underneath doesn't, the base doesn't exist. Jobs have not been created. The real challenge today is jobs, jobs, jobs. In a country of this size and magnitude, with the number of people we have, young people, we need to focus on
0: jobs. Why we hasn't that this then been the centrality of the Congress attack? The Congress it has is. spent months on Rafal, which nobody is. understands yeah. properly. It's a te- deeply technical it issue. Is the is. Congress has then <coughs> spent time arguing Court. Why hasn't the Congress been talking about these jobs? Congress is
1: talking about it. Congress will talk about it. Jobs are the central theme in our manifesto as well. You will see that. But everything has its own time, okay, corruption was an issue, so it was brought out, okay. I think everything has its own time, maybe Congress is a little late in your judgment in bringing those issues to the table, it's a matter of timing. But I know that Rahul Gandhi and the team is dedicated to winning this election.
0: Can you talk a little bit about having seen both Rajiv Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi, how you would say they're different as politicians? These are different times.
1: India is very different. India of 1980 was very different from India of today. India of today is much more complex. Almost double the population. Lot many more young people with huge aspirations. Growth of television, telephones have really...
0: And social media.
1: You know, has made a huge impact. But don't forget, that came because of us. Mm. I want public to remember that when I entered telecom scene in Rajiv Gandhi's time, India had 2 million telephones.
0: And you came on a salary of 1 rupees, what I remember, right? It
1: took, yeah. It took then 10 years to get a telephone connection. You're probably too young to understand that, Okay. Today, because of what Congress party did, because of the political will Rajiv Gandhi had, we have 1.2 billion phones. In addition, we produce $150 billion worth of software export every year, year after year. We know how to create jobs. We have done it before. We can create similar jobs again. Nothing much has happened in five years. Not only we could not create even a single new job we have reduced number of jobs by i am told something like 40 lakhs or whatever i don't know the exact number mm. today the unemployment is the lowest in the 45 years history of this country that is the challenge but how we are the jobs
0: how are they different for these different times you said that this is a different time from rajiv's years what how does that compel rahul gandhi to be a different kind of politician and i ask this because i think that the bjp has created a degree of ideological confusion even in the Congress Party, for example, See, how keep, to approach religion? No, if po- you know there, there, there's, there's that sense that Ra- Rahul Gandhi felt even in Gujarat, your home state, to be more visibly Hindu than, or, or, you know, be a practicing Hindu for the cameras as well, because Hinduism had to be contested against Hindutva. So I ask you this because I would be keen that you really to have understand. to ask
1: that you really have to ask Rahul. But I know Rahul. Rahul is very zen about many things. Rahul is a deep thinker. Rahul is a voracious leader. Reader. Okay. Rahul is very analytical. Okay. I think a lot of the things you see from BJP is basically based on lies. I mean, what they did to my interview is absolute lie. What absolute part of it lie. is a lie? What part of it is a lie? Just go check, now. Just go check what they said and what I said in the videotape. Okay. So when you lie... And be comfortable with lying. Everything is a lie. Was and
0: you're your, very comfortable. Was your party upset with you for that interview? No. No, why should party be upset? It's my interview. They ca- they people interview. called it a Manishankaraya moment. But the people
1: can call whatever they want to call. That's their privilege. You, you, you're, not, you're not bothered. I'm not bothered. You know, why should I be bothered with one, some, you know, little guy telling me something? I'm not worried about that. I've passed that stage in my life. Okay? I don't need their certificate. Who are they? What have they accomplished in life? I have spent 30 years in this country. I gave up my nationality as a US citizen and became Indian citizen. I worked without any salary. Not that I am saying I did great. But that's my commitment to the country. So you're you're not going to
0: question me on my national interest. So you're saying that your nationalism, you will not allow it to be questioned based on the comments you made on Balakot.
1: Absolutely. Who are you to question? I know what who I am. You have no right to question that. Okay? Go check. Look in the mirror your own face.
0: Why do you think that the Prime Minister downwards everybody has attacked you?
1: I have no idea. That you have to ask Prime Minister.
0: The big picture in the end, Mr. Petroda. Messaging in the age of social media, not just in the age of television and and this sort of telecom explosion that you talk about, but in the age of social media, messaging becomes very critical in a way that perhaps it never was before. What is the Congress's message? If you had to identify it in one sentence, you know, when you sit on that manifesto committee meeting, that's, you'll have many pages, but there'll have to be one central message. What is different about the Congress from the BJP?
1: That I think Mr. Rahul Gandhi will convey when he releases manifesto
0: what should it be as someone who's you say is here to you know in 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 your uh, older years to just fight for what you believe is the idea of india what should be the congress message i
1: like i said mr rahul gandhi will convey that message i don't want to break that message in advance but the real challenge today is jobs 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 everything To me, personally, everything flows from two ideas today. One is inclusion. To me, inclusion implies democracy, freedom, Mm. human rights, equality, access, religious freedom, freedom to get job, all kinds of freedom. You know, gender equality, security, that's what inclusion is all about. Inclusion is not about Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Sikh. It is not about religion. Inclusion is about our core. Core of India is at stake when you attack inclusion. That's one basic idea. If there is no inclusion, I believe there are no jobs. Because without inclusion, there cannot be peace. There cannot be prosperity. So inclusion is a big idea which Congress has always believed in from Mahatma Gandhi's time and even earlier. That's the core or soul of Congress. Second idea flowing from inclusion is jobs. Can I provide enough opportunities to young today to be able to fulfill their dream?
0: One last question. Do you believe, having seen the Congress over all these decades, that the Congress needs to readapt to these com- what you call complex times? And if so, how? Well, Congress
1: is adapting Slowly, but surely, right. Rahul Gandhi is a young leader. India needs young leader today. Rahul Gandhi is a modern leader in terms of thinking, technology, tools. He is the future and not the past.
0: Okay. And how would you to describe To me, Modi his... is the past.
1: Absolutely, he is in late 60s. His ideas are you're old. You are
0: being ageist. I mean, you're 77 and you're young.
1: I invent every day. I file patents even now. Okay, so don't compare with me. I'm an oddball. I'm not a normal human being in many ways. OK, you can see from my my uh, hairstyle.
0: Why is Mr. Modi the past? Because their thinking is all backward.
1: They are always going back to history, religion, you know, and all the stuff. No one talks about the future. They don't have the vision of the future. Okay? And that bothers me. And that's why I think we need young leaders in this country.
0: Well, I think what we're all waiting to see is what the Congress's counter vision will be. Will that manifesto uh, r- reveal that? And, of course, the voters will have the last word on some of the questions you've raised. Sam Petroda, thank you so much. It's a pleasure having you on Democracy Life.
1: Thank you very much. Thank, thank, you. thank you for your support and your questions and thank you. opportunity. Thank you.